lives in a games room under the sea. Me, Ben Rosenthal, and here we are, together again at Hack the Dino, uh, and our gaming cast. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, this is the gaming cast brought to you by Hack the Dino. I am the underwater merchant, Ben Rosenthal, and I'm joined here on the past, present, and future of video games, news, previews, and discussions by my lovely co-hosts. Some co-hosts I have not seen in a long time. It's been many years. At least um, two weeks. Uh, just so much has happened. Uh, uh, Floppy, thank you for uh, for braving the tidal wave that now resides in my uh, collectible section of my house. And joining us on Hack the Dino once more. Well, you know, I'm, I'm ne- never have I shy, shied away from a challenge. Uh, that's not true. I've not done a lot of things. That's not true. You, you once uh, uh, killed that girl. She looked at me funny. Uh, Anto! <laughs> How are you today, sir? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh... Uh, for the podcast listeners, uh, you might hear some uh, slurping, some ASMR um, a drinking, <laughs> and a duck for some reason. <laughs> We've We're got our hot little hands. That got very messy almost. <laughs> An exclusive Hack the Dino mug. Aren't they wonderful? Look at these Hack the Dino mugs, everyone. If you would like a Hack the Dino mug, we'll be telling you how to do that later. I'll tell you now. Go to hackthedino.com, click on the merch button and and buy them. And if you grow up in the 80s like uh, two-thirds of us, uh, you may may even recognize this from a little cartoon named Dino Riders. Our wonderful uh, millennial falcon, Braden Dixon, came up with this design for us. It's Discover the Power of Podcasts. Millennial Falcon, born in like 1996. Yeah, so he's a Gen Z Falcon. Whatever. Anyway, uh, it's been a, a while. We, we've been off doing things. I was mopping up my games room, which is a tale I'll tell maybe for the post show for our exclusive Patreon. No, no stories of woe, please. Uh, but to liven the mood, to make everything all happy and fun, I would like to say, yes, we are fast approaching the end of the year. Uh, and we have, as always, the Hack the Dino uh, Game of the Year Awards or the... Uh, what did, what did we used to call it? Game of the Sexy Years Award or the Goatsy Awards. That's right. If you'd, like to, if you'd like to vote in the Goatsy Awards, head on over to hackthedino.com. Click on the uh, 2022 Game Award button right at the top of the screen. Uh, the survey takes about a minute and a half to complete. You can vote in such categories such as Best Graphics, uh, At Least You Tried, Best Dino Host or Contributor, and of course the Game of the Year. And I've got to tell you, it is very, very... Very close. Uh, really? This, yeah, very close with uh, some of the... I think Game of the Year's tied between two or three titles. So head on over there now. Hackthedino.com. Uh, fill out the survey. Do it while you're watching this. Do it while you're listening to this. Unless you're driving, in which case, go faster and do it. Make yeah. life interesting. And eat cereal at the same time. With Milo on it. What? That is... No. Yeah. So we were having a conversation before about how Anto um, has led a deprived childhood... And apparently, A, doesn't have Milo in the UK. And B, lived in the UK. B, lived in the UK. Uh, C, thought the primary function of Milo was to be consumed cold. Mm. Incorrect. It's consumed hot. Correct. Secondary function is cold. Tertiary function on top of ice cream. In my defense. Never, never to be on cereal. That in is my weird. defense. There is no defense for this. No, no. In my defense, the reason I th- assumed that it was a cold drink or whatever is purely because Australia's on fire 95% of the year, temperature-wise. Why would you want hot stuff? It's no problem for us. We're, we're made of sterner stuff. Well, you, you, you can't go outside! Yes, we can. No, no you're bald you and red-haired. You cannot well, go I outside. I personally cannot go outside, <laughs> but I've heard it's nice. 
Have you seen it through a window every now and again when he opens one? Well, no, because the rays come in and just... <laughs> ah! uh, Darkness is where I live. You also got to remember that hot here is a lot higher than the 22 degrees that it might get to in the UK. But not as much as in Queensland. I uh, used to work for a, a company where I had to travel up to Queensland quite often uh, and work in one of the coffee store franchises up there. And I was up there my first time, and it was, I think, a 28-degree morning. And people were coming in going, oh, it's freezing today. And I had jackets on. It's 28 degrees. And they were complaining about how cold it is. This is Celsius, not Fahrenheit, none of that Fahrenheit stuff. You know, the metrics that everywhere else in the world uses. Yeah, 28 except degrees that one Celsius. place. Two places. There's two places that still use. What's the second? Uh, it's some pl- uh, there is a second place. I don't know where. Thanks, Ben, for the weather report. And now to Floppy with sports. Floppy, tell yes. us about sports ball. Balls. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no, Floppy, I, like, I like sports. Do you? What sports yeah. do you like? Oh, I like basketball more than anything. But I... I tell you what, but usually if there is a good game happening, I can watch it. Yeah. Except unless it's cricket or Australian rules football because both of those boring. I once had an argument with someone who is a very sports-endowed person. Sports-endowed? Sports-endowed. <laughs> sure. Wow. Size of his baseball bat. Um I once had an argument with them because they were saying people who watch Twitch and, and gamers is ridiculous. And I said, why is that? And I said, because they're just sitting down watching a game they're not actually playing. I said, oh, what do you do when you watch football? <laughs> well, it's different. Why is it different? Oh, because I actually go out and play it. Yeah, I actually go and play video games. I just not at that time. I enjoy watching people do it. Ooh, shut up, man. Anyway. Yeah, they uh, had it when you make... I had a... a dumb a, jock. Yeah, a gentleman in a, a retail store who was complaining that there's not enough AFL games. <laughs> To which I replied with, it's not a very popular sport. To which he got very upset with, mm, how mm, dare I? How dare you, I'm sir? like, well, dude, it's made for a worldwide audience and there's one country that plays that sport. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, speaking of real games, uh, <laughs> we've been playing them. Sorry, Floppy, Dylan. What, yes, have you, what have you been playing? I have actually been playing quite a bit. Like, I usually struggle to find the time, but I have been home a lot more um, in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, and have delved... Uh, I was about to say something rude then. We'll say head first into Gotham Knights. Head first. Head first into Gotham Knights. So you're playing as Batgirl. Anyway. PG. Uh, it is fantastic. It is oh. like I literally, I've played 30 hours already, which for anyone else is probably like a few days. But for those of you who know me, uh, 30 hours in you know a month, let alone two weeks, for me is almost unheard of. Well, you're a father, so it's true. Understandable. Um, this game is so good, like yeah. it is so polished. Uh, it, it like it is. I have not encountered any bugs or any issues whatsoever. Uh, all the characters are interesting and have really cool skill sets. When does um, Jonesy show up? <laughs> Jonesy. Yeah. It's me uh, uh, making a quip about how it looks like Fortnite. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you. Look, it's not going to be the most detailed looking game. It's not going to look like God of War or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't need to be because it's actually fun. Um, (laughs) It's got a cool storyline that uh, ties into if you don't know the comics, it doesn't matter. It it treats you with respect. I mean, you know who Batman is. It treats you with respect without treating you like a dummy. Sort of thing. If you don't know the comics, if you do know the comics, you'll get even more out of it because there's cool nods everywhere. My only gripe is each night, so you play it with over nights, and each night that you go back to your uh, home base, you can switch out which character you are. Mm-hmm. So you can switch between Nightwing, uh, Red Hood, Robin, and Batgirl, and you can level them all up. But they actually have uh, shared um, like 
points, like uh, level up points. Mm-hmm. So if one of them gets it, the next night you go back and all of your characters actually have those waiting to be used. Oh, they got the experience share. Yes, cool. experience share is the word I was looking for, which is fantastic. And then you can uh, apply abilities as you wish. I'm wow. still trying Check to... Check it out. It's the Vulture from Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm still trying to get a hand on the mods. I'm not really... You can mod your suits with different things to ramp up their like power or defenses for different elements and stuff like that, which is really handy when you're fighting someone like Mr. Freeze. Now, I have to ask, you mentioned there was comic book nods. Um, yes. Of course, we're watching Nightwing on the screen right now, Dick, good old Dick Grayson. Yes. Uh, does he have his most important asset intact? What? <laughs> do, you, do you know the, the comic book uh, lore I know where behind? you're going with this. You, you, you know what asset I'm talking about oh, there, yeah. Anto? I don't. Like, can we be a little more blunt? So Dick Grayson. Yes. Um, have a look up uh, for Dick Grayson comic book covers. Uh, Dick Grayson is well known in comics to have the best butt. Oh, he is a great butt. The this. best butt was... in comics belongs to good old Nightwing. I didn't know that. Um, lots of different suits that you can get from different comic runs and things like that. Yeah, which right. is very cool. Um, so, for example, Tom Taylor's uh, Nightwing run and his Batman, uh, not Batman run, just his Nightwing run. He got Gail Simone to do, who's another Australian, to do all the covers. Yep. And they purposely made every single cover him like like a cupcake cover. So him bending over and getting something <laughs> or great. him doing a side pose with That's his great. bubble butt uh, sticking out. It was great. Uh, a couple of, really th- couple of great things that I love about this is I never feel overwhelmed with things to do because your uh, crimes that you can prevent or little missions that you can do around the city each night that you go out on patrol, uh, reset each night. So you can clear the board before you go back to the Belfry, maybe look at some main missions that you want to do, swap your character, and then come out. And depending on how much interrogation you've done is to how many premeditated crimes are already out on the, on the streets the next night. So you don't feel overwhelmed with this, this like humongous amount of things that you feel you need to tick off. Each night you go out there, you might have 10 or 12 or maybe 20 at the most, and you can actually go out and clear them out relatively easily mm. and they're easy to spot i've now just unlocked fast travel um which was that big vulture looking thing that you saw so that can fly to different parts of the city um yeah it's got a few it's got like one main storyline and then a few different side stories which are actually really cool is it open world or open area it's open world oh really so it's it's gotham city so it's not open world it's not open city mm-hmm. i guess so it's like spider-man yeah yep absolutely um, and there's different kind of challenges. There's ones where you... Cause, I mean, it's no it's no um, secret, Batman's dead. Right. So there are challenges where what you What kind to... of building has these death traps in it? Well, it is a Batman villain, so... Uh, so this is his lair, or is this just like where they make this is... spikes? I haven't seen that part, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, just spoiling the game live for floppy. So, yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, some of the missions you might have... Uh, you have to protect Bruce's ident- secret identity, even though he's dead. So you have to go and plant false information. Right. So it means like that's a, a stealth mission, going through, sneaking through areas, past security cameras and stuff like that. There'll be stopping crimes. There'll be bank robbers. There'll be uh, people that have been kidnapped. There's, yeah, it's, also, it's really good. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Right. It runs real smooth. It's, um, yeah, I like the traversal. Uh, I was a little bit, I would have liked the gliding sort of uh, functions to come in a little sooner instead of just grappling everywhere. But, yeah. It did not actually take me that long to get there. Cool. So would you agree with the critics? No, not at no? all. Because no. it wasn't met with the warmest of welcomes. I feel like critics are generally based on how much hype it's had before it. Yep. Hype's the killer yeah. of so every single game. Ignore hype, play the game. Um, yeah, I'm having an absolute great time with it. 
I am very pleased you're having a great time with it. Thanks, because, mate. You know, I just I'm trying I'm trying this thing where like I'm not gonna slam what people enjoy as long as it's not fundamentally broken. I am not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> there is a few things that are fundamentally broken. Speaking of slamming things that people enjoy, Anto, you've been playing Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well. I am keen to check this out. No, uh, from what I've heard, it's actually pretty decent. So I'm not going to jump on it. I'm not going to pull up any footage because I was actually prepared to not talk about Sonic Frontiers because I forgot that I'd played it several <laughs> times. Wow. No, no. And that's not a disservice. Like, I've played no, it to game. completion like great three game. times now. Um, that blows my mind. But I've been spending most of the last two weeks playing Beat Saber. Such a good time, man. I, I really want to play Beat Saber. Remembered that I had a VR headset that I bought, not Black Friday just gone, the one prior. Um, and yeah, I just got super into it. Um, it's a hell of a workout too. So was that around Christmas time? It no, would have Black been Friday. about November. Yeah, so it would have last been last year. So it would have been Pariah Kerry. <laughs> um, yeah, like I've I'm just. Sorry been playing a heck of a lot of this uh i was playing it this afternoon which i think is why i forgot what the time was and floppy arrived at my place like what i thought was two hours early um it's like half an hour I, early. I according to my apple watch i burned like nearly 900 calories that's in crazy the hour and a half that i was playing and kilojoules are what's measured here most of the time i think but caloric content that you should consume as an adult male is like 3,000 calories so the fact that I almost dropped a thousand in a few hours is pretty nuts. Yeah, it's good good stuff. Good workout. You're um, moving around, you're moving your body, it's a good uh, time. My light's just gone. Oh, that's good. Oh well. Um <laughs> anywho, Creepy. But yeah, no, I've been playing a lot of this. Um Sonic Frontiers, all I can say is that as a fan, uh I had an absolute blast with it. Um well, well yeah, that's really dark. <laughs> um it was pretty much perfect. Um it nailed everything that I wanted from the game as an expansion of the Sonic universe. Graphically, it looks as good as it can when it also has to work on the Switch. <laughs> um, and just, yeah, it it nails everything I wanted from it as a video game. And I'm, yeah, I'm just going to shut up or I'll talk about it for the rest of my life. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, why you uh, try and get your light back on? What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Well... Funny you should ask. Is I, it, uh, is it? I feel like it's the reason we're here. Yeah, okay, so it's not funny. Th thanks. Th thanks for... Anyway, I've been playing Pokemon Scarlet. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, we all know about the crap. We'll get into the crap a bit later on. Yes, yeah. it uh, runs at about 10 frames a second in the background. Uh, <laughs> yes, the pop-up's pretty awful. Uh, yeah, it, it chugs. Like, <clears throat> all the things you've heard, it's all true. Still, having said that, it is a fun as hell game. Uh, so I've heard that from everyone that has played. Anyone it. who knows me uh, knows I also don't get a lot of time to game. My sort of bread and butter is games where you can jump in 15, 20 minutes and then go. Fortnite. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this game, I have been absolutely slaughtering. I've already rolled credits on it. I'm in the post game slaughtering. Uh, I've put about forty two hours into it so far. Wow. Um, I, I've deleted, uh, deleted, yeah, deleted, defeated the Elite Four and all the uh, three separate quests. Um, I've got a, a couple of notes here that I was going on about, but uh, firstly, the game loop and the replayability in this game is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so it is truly open world. Uh, it's not like Arceus where you go to an area and that area is open world. It's you see a mountain, you can go to that mountain. 
You can oh, climb Breath the top of, of the, the Wild open? Breath of the Wild. Um, so it is open world. Uh, and they said, yeah, you can do anything in any order. Go for it. But don't. <laughs> it, it, it's, no, so Breath of the Wild, yeah. you can be on the tutorial, which is the Great Plateau, and then mm-hmm. go straight to Ganon. Yeah. Uh, however, with... Um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, people have done it. With uh, uh, Pokemon, however, yeah. it's... Um, the, you can do that because in Breath of the Wild, there's no different level for the ba- the, the baddies. Like, you get different... Uh, degree of uh, baddies mm-hmm. but they don't level up whereas Pokemon you might be on level 20 and if you go to an area that's far uh, far away aerial level 70 yeah well they go up to like 50, 60 and become very very hard to defeat not a great time there um, they do other things as well like they try and force you to go into an area so I was in uh, one spot and I didn't want to do the team, one of the team star missions Le Chonk I didn't want to do one of the Team Star missions. So I went to try and go around and it was uh, on a cliff face and they had like a barrier there. So it didn't want me to go into this next area. But with my uh, Coridon, I was able to run up and just jump and then do a like mid-air turn and I just jumped around it (laughs) and just went into the the main area and got high-level Pokemon. So did you say, what was the Team what? Team Star. So is this like the Team Rocket? Yeah, it's, it's the one? team. Yeah, so they said, oh, there's three exclusive storylines that you can go through, and you can do them in any order. You can, but you really can't. Uh, and it's pretty much the same three storylines that have been in every Pokemon game ever. Uh, so Afronix in the live chat has said, what starter did you choose? I chose my little fire alligator, the little fire crocodile. He's a good boy. He's, he's uh, dumb as two rocks clanging together in the ocean breeze. Wasn't there a water crocodile at one point? Yeah, like yeah, in the, in the starter? second one. Yep, yep. What was that? That was, uh, that was Totodile. Yeah, right. Uh, and this one is uh, Calcolor or something like that. It means hot. Um, so with the shinies, which is what a lot of people play, uh, will use want to play for Pokemon, uh, they appear in the overworld. Mm-hmm. However, unlike Arceus, the shinies, when they popped up, went... And they sparkled and you could hear it. And you, So you knew straight away. So you knew there was a shiny on the area. You'd hear it and you'd go, all right, where is it? And you'd look around. In this game, they don't make a sound unless you encounter them, unless you go into a battle so mode. So you have to go like, oh, you can't just get close to them? No, well, you have to go close to them in order do to throw a Pokeball. Do they look different? Yes, they look different. Oh, yeah. So, for example, Shinx is a little blue lion. His shiny is gold. Okay. So you'll see a bunch of Shinx and if there's a shiny in there, you'll see a gold one. So is it easy to spot them, would you say? Some are. Some are extremely hard. So I've found one shiny in my playthrough so far, full odd shiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mine was a dealing, which is a little deer, and it was pink. And usually it's pink with a little yellow flower on top. Yep. The shiny is a different shade of pink, <laughs> and the flower is pink, yeah, as opposed right. to yellow. And I had to sort of approach it. If you go to Mr. Benjamin, I've got actually got it on my Instagram there. Um, I approached it and just went, is that? And I just went, oh, bugger, and went in there. And sure enough, it was a shiny. But nice. some of them, like Starly, for example, you don't know if it's the brown it usually is or the slightly lighter shade of brown that a shiny <laughs> is. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so like a green machop. Yeah. So you, you can't... Well, yeah. Um, you can't uh, get the shinies easily. Um, you do have to look for them. And I kind of like that. It, it gives it, as weird as it sounds, a sense of realism. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's not just given to you. Yeah, it's not just given to you. Whereas Arceus, I think it became very, very easy to get shinies. Uh, in the post game, it is a lot easier to get shinies because you lower your odds a lot more. Okay. Um, I also like it because you can have what's called a let's go mode, which is you're walking along and you throw your Pokemon out and they go and battle other Pokemon in the area for you. Like just auto attack. So yeah. you can auto level up and collect See? stuff to craft TMs. Um, the best part 
if there's a shiny and you throw your Pokemon out, the Pokemon won't attack it. Oh, it just sort of sits there. So and goes, it leaves nah. it there for you to catch. Yeah, yeah. that's so pretty it cool. Will not attack it, and then you can that's walk up. That's cool. I like that. So, for example, a shiny Meowth is pretty much the same, except its feet are pink instead of uh, brown. So, again, really, really hard to see in yeah. the uh, overworld. Yeah, if it's in grass. So, whenever I see one that I think might be a shiny, I send out my Pokemon, and if it attacks, it's like, all right, well, that wasn't then. There you go. Uh, this game also feels a lot more challenging than other Pokemon games. One uh, complaint you hear about Pokemon games is, oh, it's so easy, even though Pokemon games are as easy or as hard as you make them. Because mm. if you purposely grind, grind, grind and level up all your Pokemon and then go to a gym where you are, you know, 10 levels above and yeah, you use your type differences. quite easy, right? Of course it's going to be easier. Yeah. Whereas if you go in there and you go in at the same level, it's going to be a bit more of a challenge. Or if you want more of a challenge, underlevel your Pokemon and go in. Or Don't heal up your Pokemon between fights. You do what I did on my first ever Pokemon game, which was Soul Silver. Didn't realize that there was uh, things that were strong or weak against another thing. Just yep. figured it was luck. Yep. Try and uh, win that way. Don't always work. Mine Ooh. was... I much at all. Pokemon Red. Uh, mine was I tried to beat the Elite Four. I didn't know you could heal your Pokemon in between. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I at least figured that out. Me real good with uh, RPGs by the sound of it. Um, but the Pokemon battles themselves seem a lot harder. Whereas when you were fighting against an NPC mm. previously they would just like spam one move. Like they'd uh, spam Leer to lower your defense and not actually attack you. Whereas wow. now the NPCs take into account your Pokemon, the weaknesses that it has and the weaknesses that may be on their team. And they'll use a corresponding um, move set in order to try and defeat you. Okay. Uh, so it's really cool. Uh, it has stepped up the, the difficulty level. Um, by the time I got to the um, Elite Four, my Pokemon were way overleveled because I spent my time shining hunting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, totally overleveled and uh, just wiped out the Elite Four pretty easily. Nice. Um, the new Pokemon are great. The designs are really, really cool. Really enjoy the new designs. Um, if you haven't seen them, uh, you know Tentacle. Have you heard of Tentacle? Yeah, it looked like a jellyfish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got uh, uh, one called a Toadacle, which is basically a tentacle, but it's on land and it's the same Pokemon. Yeah, just walking on its on its tentacles. It's freaking awesome. Weird. It's amazing. Uh, great, great stuff. Um, all right, so bad things. Frame rate, graphical issues are, are bad. Um, but you have to remember, even uh, the very first Pokemon game, uh, Pokemon Green in Japan, had issues. The copies we got over here of Red and Blue were actually blue. Blue was a, a secondary release. So over in Japan, they had Green and Red come out oh, as okay. the first two. Uh, they were glitchy. They released blue and fixed all those glitches, and then blue was the red and blue we got over here. Oh. So, so we didn't Pokemon, get green here. No, we didn't. Ever. Ever. Um, so the Pokemon uh, games have always had a um, running... Oh, I won't say issues, but you know they're not the AAA games everyone thinks that they should be. Even uh, the DLC, the uh, Isle of Armor for Sword and Shield, mm. where they first did sort of like their open area type thing was glitchy as hell like yeah, right. frame rate drops pop-ups um that had problems there's been a patch release today in fact because of the backlash nintendo or nintendo first of all offered refunds which is nintendo I, surprising wow do not offer Whoa. refunds so the light's going well then anto 
Uh, yeah, it's not working, so this is the backup. <laughs> um, That's not intimidating at all. So there was a patch release today. I haven't had a chance to try it yet to see what they rectified. But Game Freak have come out with this uh, press release, which they've never done before, and said, quote, We are aware that players may encounter issues that affect the game's performance. Our goal is always to give players a positive experience with our games, and we apologize for any inconvenience. We take the feedback from players seriously and are working on improvements to the games. That's quite a massive step. Yeah, and the fact that they've just released uh, this uh, patch as well. I'll probably play it after the show just to see what it's like. Yeah, right. um, but I mean, the gameplay itself, like if you can get past the glitches and all that, mm-hmm. the gameplay itself is super fun. Um, I don't know if I could recommend it yet in its current state. Hopefully with a couple more updates and patch fixes. Yeah, I don't think I... I'm not ready to jump in, not after my brilliant diamond... Shining Pearl. I got burnt out on it. Mm. I didn't even finish it. Um, I did hear that a lot from people who played that game. I, I, I understand that Scarlet and Violet are going to be different to that and I'm not going to have the issues that I've... But I'm just... I'm like, I'm not ready for another Pokemon. No, game. the issues with uh, Scarlet... Uh, sorry, uh, Pearl and uh, Diamond was that they were faithful remakes. Yeah, so they're older Yeah, so some, Yeah, we're used to sort of like in 2008. Yeah, like had to games cut out the game with grinding. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I... It's fun enough. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I'm glad I got it. I'll keep playing it and I'll cool. probably keep... Uh, did you get a jewel pack? I did. I did. Right up there. Oh, yes. I can see it. But that's not all that has come out in the previous time that we've been here on this planet. A lot it's of true. stuff's come out. Yep. But more recently... A great movie named Robot Jocks from 1990. Speaking of movies... There's a Super Mario one coming out. And they released a second trailer. They oh, had yes, a Nintendo Nintendo Direct for a trailer. Uh, we can see it on screen here. Um, have you watched this floppy? I have. I've watched it twice now. What do you think? It has made me want to buy a ticket right now. Yeah, same, huh? It looks so much freaking. I was fun. watching this, uh, sitting there, just watching this trailer and seeing all the characters interact with each other, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I'm probs gonna cry in this. <laughs> because it, it's my childhood like it was my very first game was Super Mario Brothers yes like I've literally been playing this game my entire life I like that it's quite obviously been made to suit a wider audience but also has what I would assume a lot of stuff in there for the diehard fans yep now I am also aware that it is a much loved franchise therefore there will be diehard fans that will not like it and would have already decided they didn't like it before they'd seen anything of course that's the way humans are Uh, I have a controversial opinion oh yeah Uh, well I think it'll probably be a controversial opinion Mm. I love Mario's voice and it has made me realise I can't believe I put up with listening to that high pitched Annoying voice for so long. Yeah, so lots of people are going, no, Charles Marnett should be the voice. Nah, I would not, I could not handle listening I to that honestly for could an hour not. and a half. Yeah, like, no. I was talking to Anto about it beforehand, and he made a very good point, is that in the games, you don't hear him have conversations. No. He will say a yeah, one-liner what? here or there. Yahoo! Yeah, Ha-ha! And like, that's funny, and it's entertaining, and it's cute. Can you imagine holding a conversation with someone like that? I'd want to hurt them or murder them yep. in less than a minute. Yep. Agreed. Um, no, I, I think... Uh, Char- oh, Charlie Day is Luigi? Yeah. Great. Perfect. The, uh, the, the Chris Pratt aside, I think they made the right choice getting someone just to play Mario straight. Yeah. Um, whether it's Chris Pratt was the best idea? Eh, What's wrong with Chris Pratt? The guy's great. 
Uh, he's also a religious zealot and homophobe, but, you know. I mean, no, but, I mean, he's religious, yes. Lots of people that are religious that aren't homophobes. Exactly. So you, you could have chosen someone else, but I understand why they didn't. It's marketing. Uh, Jack Black, however, perfect. Um, the lady who plays Princess Peach, perfect. Luigi. Anto has an opinion on that one. I do have an opinion on that one. Um, Just quickly, Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong, also perfect, perfect. which is why Agreed. he's getting his own movie. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so a lot of what Floppy has said I agree with. Um, I think now we've heard a bit more of Chris Pratt, fine, serviceable, whatever. Um, Charlie Day as Luigi, his entire shtick when he does anything is scared, paranoid, you Do know, what's, con, uh, what's the word? Conspiracy theory. He, he's just Luigi. Man, so it works. I was talking to Jazz about him and she goes, why is Luigi like a scaredy cat and a loser? <laughs> and I said, because Luigi's a scaredy cat and, and a, a loser. loser. He's Absolute also the best loser. Mario brother, but you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, you can tell someone was the second child, can't you? <laughs> I was the someone middle child. Someone to play Luigi worse. all the time. Yep. Um, or Toad. <laughs> I think, uh, is it Anna Taylor-Joy, the voice of Peach? Sure. Um, if it's not that name, I apologise. I'm not as learned as I should be about the cast of the Mario movie. Um, Coda and I were talking about it, and Floppy disagrees. I do. But I personally, and Coda as well, um, we're both kind of over the whole everyone sounding like Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, being, you know, a, a low-spoken, like harsher voiced kind of like female protagonist i think it would have been way funnier if they kept her characterization as being like a headstrong like capable leader of the mushroom kingdom but kept her sort of airy sort of light almost condescending voice from See, smash brothers because there's nothing funnier to me than being beaten by a peach player and at the end she's just like oh i'm sorry did i win i think it would have been hilarious and she could have gone low for serious moments. See, to me, that, that crosses into the path of bimbo. Oh, it makes her a bimbo. I think the way they've gone is very good with it. Excuse me while I die some more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, I can't wait to see this, man. Like, this looks so good. Yeah, I also um, think, and this, I think, I can't remember if we disagreed on this or not, Floppy. I also think that the way they've characterized Mario so far is kind of weird because... In the games, he's... Sure, he's like a plumber and he's an everyman who can do everything. But in the video games, he's an everyman who does everything really well. All the time. Yeah, well, it's not much of a movie. He comes in, he's like, hey, I'm perfect at everything. Like, you know, you have to have some kind of a story there. And uh, it's an origin story, so he needs to learn. And that's how they get lots of cool cameos. So they had, obviously, a world there. Like a traditional platforming world, which we saw on the Mm. trailer. Mm. That's obviously him training. To be a hero. Ooh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. So it was a little homage they could throw back. Um, just like the, the Mario Kart thing. He's obviously in a competition. Um, I laughed with the fight with Donkey Kong. Incidentally, Miyamoto said that the first time they've redesigned Donkey Kong since his first transition to 3D. And they tried to pull him back to look more like his original design um, from Donkey Kong back in 1980. 1980? 1981? 82? One I don't years. remember. One of those years. I was a wee bit... <laughs> anyway uh, my uh, last thing just very quickly before we move on yes I also think it would have been hilarious if they didn't give Mario a voice other than his Charles Martinet like little voice lines and the rest of the cast was fully voiced and Mario just responded with like quips from a video game I think that would have also oh, been perfect well that's what they're going to do for the Zelda movie so they can't do it oh, twice oh see that would make me not watch it the Zelda one just if they did it to anything mm. 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 
Or the Chrono Trigger film. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't watch it. Where's my Chrono Trigger film? Chrono is canonically uh, moot. Uh, yeah. It's in the PlayStation 1 version where all the cutscenes were animated. <laughs> no, he was moot there as well. No, no, I'm saying, like, that's your movie. That's what you're getting. Oh, well, no. How good was the Rainbow Road scene? Yeah, yeah. Which is, uh, you know, highly unrealistic because Chris Pratt would never support anything that has a rainbow with it. Uh, anyway. Also, incorrect, uh, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Floppy? Yes. Uh, what, what, you, what, you, what you got in lined up? I thought, seeing as though we're coming up into Game of the Year and all things like that, we would finish off our Game of the Year through the decades with the teenies edition. We've had the 80s. I think we had the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, mm-hmm. then the noughties. Now we've got the teenies. Mm. So we're looking at 2010. And I've, I've skipped it ahead a little bit. I've made it up until last year. Oh. So that we can get up to current day. So the teens and the creeps who visit uh, schoolies. Yes, who are actually out of high school but mm. still come back to, yep. you know, creeps. creeps. All right, so I thought we'd kick off 20, 2010. Now, I was actually amazed at the caliber of games that came out in the teenies. Mm. Uh, having said that, I, should be, I shouldn't be amazed. They're all game of the year. Yeah, exactly. So but, you'd assume that uh, they would be of high caliber. But in 2010, on the PS3 and 360, came Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I never heard of it. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a video for it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm okay. just pulling it up now. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, it's one of Rockstar's most popular games of all times and a spiritual successor to... Is it a spiritual successor or is it actually a sequel? Uh, to Red Dead Revolver? Because I haven't actually played it, even though I would I'm like to. fairly certain it's a spiritual successor. It's not directly linked story-wise. Yeah, right. I didn't know if it was if Old Mate Marston was in it as well. No, I don't think so, because Marston appears in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. That's because that's a prequel to this. Yeah, yeah, fair cool. Um, But anyway, we all know what this game has done and what it has... Everyone who's anyone in video games has either... Oh, my word, it's an automobile. Extra, extra, automobile comes. Or at least known its impact in the the genre and in the gaming industry. Uh, Excellent storytelling that the... I think it's called the Deadeye mechanic where you could slow time down and aim and then do the quick six-shooter thing, Mm -hmm. which was really, really cool. Uh, A fantastic twist ending if you haven't played it to the ending. I have. You have? Mm-hmm. I think I dare say, like, it's 12 years old. Yeah. We should probably should. No spoiler alert if you haven't finished Red spoiler Dead. Spoiler alert for a 12 year old game, game, everyone. Uh, you die at the end. Yep. <laughs> no matter what happens, no matter how you play the character, because it does have that sort of. Um, the moral. Uh, the moral, moral meter. You can play it as like a, a real hardened sort of criminal, or you can be a, a nice guy. Still doing bad things, but a nice guy doing bad things. Uh, at the end of it. You are confronted and doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter how much of your dead eye stuff you get off, you die. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of people shooting at you. Yep. And it's got like the whole Butch Cassidy Sundance thing going at the end, go out in a blaze of glory. And then you've got like the bon Jovi. nice little epilogue. Yes. Which is also cool. Um, great game. Well worthy of game of the year, I would say. Yep. Agreed. Uh, 2011, I can't say I've played it because I spent so much time watching a friend play it that I got so sick of it. I've played it a little bit, but I've more watched the awesome mods. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are, of course, talking about 2011's uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Uh, it's one of the most popular video games of all time. It's released to the literally on everything. Bethesda have released it on every console since, pretty much, and have even... What was that, Ant? You said joked about it playing on a fridge? Yeah, Bethesda themselves Alexa. and Todd Howard even joke about bringing it to like your smart fridge and your smart yeah. home devices and it, stuff. You can play it on Alexa. You can. That's an oh. RPG. You go, hey Alexa, play Skyrim. 
Yeah. And they'll it'll be like a, a RPG. Uh, Alexa, it's probably one of the her most voice mean. Is just like, ah, you're awake. Sorry, what? Alexa in her voice is just like, ah, you're finally awake. Yeah. <laughs> That's this scene here. Yes, I, I, okay. I get it. I was gonna say it's probably also one of the most memed games ever. Surely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anto, you're probably my resident expert on memes. I wouldn't say I'm a resident expert, but um, well, out of the three of us, <laughs> um, I think saying it's one of the more sort of memed games ever is accurate. I remember for at least two years after this game launched, you couldn't look at a YouTube video without a Fusrodar reference being made or just something Dragonborn being brought up. Yeah, it was nuts. But yeah. And it's now been so. It's actually you can actually buy it now on PS3, 360, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, uh, PC. Uh, Stadia? Did they do the thing? Yeah, uh, but Stadia isn't around anymore. No, but they had it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, next to every platform that was ever available, the Switch had motion controls, which was. Different. <laughs> I didn't play it enough with the motion controls to see if it was good, but um, but yeah, there isn't a person in gaming alive that doesn't know what Skyrim is. So I would also say, would you say worthy of twenty of twenty eleven's game? Of oh, the absolutely. Year? Just in your the, opinion, yeah, the uh, the cultural impact it has um, and the impact on RPGs as a whole. I think it brought uh, role playing games like this into the mainstream. Because it like, like it. ushered in D and D role playing games. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, it also brought in heaps cool mods. Who can forget the Thomas the Tank Engine mod? Oh, that was terrifying. Or the Macho Man Randy Savage mod? I didn't ever see that one. The Macho Man Randy Savage mod for the dragons is my favourite thing of all time. So like it's the-, the opening scene where like you're about to get your head chopped off and a dragon attacks. Yeah. But you hear, ooh, in the background. Ooh, <laughs> in the background. And then when it comes down, it's the dragon... But it's got Macho Man Randy Savage's hat and his hair. And he just goes, ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's fantastic. That is amazing. Uh, cool. Well, then, going on to 2012, so 10 years ago, uh, something that I was very happy to see, I didn't realize it was in there, is Game of the Year. Mm. Super stoked to see this. Is the Telltale Games The Walking Dead. That was Game of the Year? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I, I will, will reiterate but... that there is many Games of the Year awards given. And I went through and found different Game of the Year awards that have been awarded to different games. Pick the ones I think were cooler. Exactly. There's not one. This is no definitive. Although we are getting into the years when there were the Game Awards, which is usually the most popular one. That's generally, yeah. It's what people follow the most. In fact, I think only... Did you do 2018 in here? Yes. Of course I did. Yep. Uh, 2017? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we'll get to it. 2017. We'll talk about it. But The Walking Dead. So this one really ushered in the genre of, you know, choice and consequence and narrative-driven games. There have, of course, been ones before it, but nothing really hit, um, like, the massive heights that The Walking Dead one did. Of course, it was also at the height of The Walking Dead TV series um, before it went on for eight seasons too long. Um. But it was it was great. It was well told. You actually, you know, like it was well written. Like you really felt for these characters. If you have an ounce of empathy, um, this really hit. No, you'd probably be lost on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it really got you. It really got you in, in hit you where you live a lot of the times. Um, and of course, then Telltale went on and did you know uh, they did a Back to the Future one, which was more comedic. They did a Game of Thrones. They've done the Batman ones, which were fantastic because you actually had to be a detective. And your your choices and consequences and looking at clues and, and figuring out puzzles. Awesome. Play the Batman ones as well. 
Uh, but yeah, Walking Dead, game of the year. Four. For 2012. 2012. What was 2013's game of the year? 2013. Big one. Big old game. If I told you 2013, would you have guessed this? I knew it was in there somewhere, but I wouldn't have guessed this. You wouldn't have guessed the year? No. Because this was... uh, So 2013 is the year that PS4 and Xbox One were launched. Oh. In North America. Right. Yep. North America and Japan. North America got it launched. And so just before they launched, uh, Last of Us came out in the PS3. And just blew everything away. Mm-hmm. The story, I think, was the the main thing that uh, gripped people, especially this opening scene. Oh, and the opening If you scene, know, you know. And if not, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, you know what? No, it's a well, they got a game. <laughs> no, they've also got a TV show coming out. I don't want to spoil If you're watching or listening Correct. to this show, you've probably played this game. You probably know the opening scene. But it is such an instrumental it, moment in gaming and will be replicated in the TV show. I don't think we should. No, no okay, personal. fair call. Yeah, I'll wear it. This is such a big twist and it's such a big thing that, um, yeah, if, you haven't, if you've somehow managed to not know, it's I'm one thing that you want to experience. Because. Yeah, no, good call. Um, so it was one of the most influential games of the seventh generation. Uh, it was praised for its storytelling, graphics, sound, character development, gameplay, like everything. Everything, everything tied together it. brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, almost immediately got a remaster on the PS4. Just to take advantage of you know the power of the PS4, and then about eight years later, got the mo- one of the most redundant remakes ever. Is it re- redundant though? Oh, hundred percent. Have you played the the new one? No, I haven't. But it's, the side by side, I've seen like you they said you played the PS4 one, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, like it was a redundant like yes, it looks good. It's complete. Didn't need to be done. Um, but that's another story altogether. Uh, this game is fantastic. It took you places that you didn't think you were going to go. Uh, with story, I think it was the story was written like a novel, mm. like it wasn't secondary to action. No, no, the action was a direct consequence of the choices made by the main character. Yeah, correct. It, there, it I was, mean, there is that one bit in the middle where your character control swaps over, which is mm-hmm. a little bit unrealistic. And when I was playing that, I went, "Yeah, it takes you out on, a little guys. bit." Yeah, but they pulled it back pretty yeah, cool. They did. Um, the atmosphere in this thing was fantastic, though. Like the 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 anxiety you feel. Trying to hide from clickers and stuff. Mm. It was, oh. It's not just your typical zombie game. It is. No. It's more of a character piece than a zombie game. Um, and just superbly well written. Uh, Druckmann did a fantastic thing. And the best part is that Druckmann, who was sort of like the head for this and Last of Us Part 2, mm. is also very involved in the TV show. In fact, I think he's one of the writers of it. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, so we've got I'm old pretty mate keen to see that. Pedro Pascal yeah. and Joel. One of the uh, right. sexiest men alive, Pedro who, Pascal. Who's playing... Um, Ellie? Uh, the the young queen from Game of Thrones. Never. The, 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 yeah, there was I could a, not tell you. A girl, there was the, did you see all the Game of Thrones? Oh, I saw about a season. Oh, okay. So there was this young girl queen who inherited her kingdom after her mother was killed by one of the characters. Um, and she was just an ass kicker. She was like this. Right. She did not get, like telling old guys where oh, to go. Was her name Maisie something? Is that the No, 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 no. no. Okay. No, no. This was a different I know one. her. But uh, yeah, no, really good casting. Um, one thing I'll say is, shit, I had it in my head just then. Yeah? Yeah, now it's gone. Oh, well. It, it is what it is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll get back to that, <laughs> I guess, at some point. And uh, did yeah. you play this game? Um, I famously... Famously? Uh, Everyone heard about it. Infamously. Infamously, rather. Intimately. Uh, Dylan's just pointed out the actor in question is Liana Mormont. That's thank, the one. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, thank you, Dylan. Um, I haven't played much of The Last of Us. I... 
shock horror opinion, don't like it. <laughs> That's all right. You like what you like. Um, it, it's it's weird. Like I'm kind of I'm kind of done with stories that focus on a gruff white man who is emotionally hardened and then gets softer because of the involvement of another character. Uh, see, if you played it to the end, that would change your opinion. But I'm also done with games that force me to craft bullshit all the time. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Now, that, that's totally fair. 100% on board there. Uh, can we stop crafting in games, please? It's boring. It doesn't add realism. And it's just frustrating. Continue. Yep, no, fair. Sorry, quick correction. The actor's name is Bella Ramsey. Liana Mormont was the character. Correct. Wouldn't have been able to tell you either of those, but thank you. Cheers, Dylan. <laughs> All right, 2014. I'm actually going to throw it over to Anto in a second because I don't think you or I have actually played this. Hell no. We will know of it. A lot of people know it. So 2014. Uh, so first year into next gen. PS4, well, last gen now, but next gen at the time. PS4 and Xbox One. We had Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, so BioWare's uh, Fantasy Extreme Reganza uh, took the first ever Game Awards year. Mm-hmm. So there we go. This is the first year of the Game Awards. Uh, took it by storm. Anto, talk. So, I um, am going to throw, not to anybody else, um, I've borrowed Coda's experience playing this game, my my girlfriend. Um, you, you were there side by side when she played through this, yeah, and she like, was I've, real I've deep into this. I've watched Coda play this through several times now. Um, hang on, she sent me so much. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> so, so, she, she rivaled Townsie's uh, quiz on your face question. Oh, it's bigger. Um, Sorry, Townsie. Effectively, I'm going to try and summarize because there's a, a lot of text here. The If anyone's familiar with Mass Effect, yes. it's this is the third part of a series where your choices, decisions, character relations, all of that stuff bleeds over from one game to the next. Um, the variations in character class, you can play as a warrior, thief, or mage, um, which impacts the story and other stuff. Uh, so every time you play, you can make things, decisions and choices with your character and what they do that affect the world at large. So even though the overall ending is the same, everything that happens from point A to B is totally different. Yep. Um, the RPG sort of like fantasy world building is huge. Like the lore diving you can do in universe and in the game just by looking at flavor text for items and characters is nuts like there's novels written about stuff from just in the game by passionate fans see that's unreal in itself when it's taken on its own sort of entity and become so much more than just the thing that it was very much that like it's it's a big big franchise and it's it's typical of bioware to make this huge universe that people just get absorbed by Mm. um there's literally too much here for me to talk about but effectively coda has said the different playstyles, the RPG world building, flavor text, um, the relationships that you can create with your player characters, um, the way that your main character in each game, you have the option of like emotionally softening your party members or making them like emotionally hardened so they they make more ruthless choices and it affects their abilities and their their personal storylines. It's just involved beautiful like it looks fantastic coda's been playing it again on ps5 recently and it has pushed it higher than i thought it could go visually it's just a wonderful experience and like i need to play it myself but everything i've seen coda play of it is just wonderful game of the year game Game of the year year for 2014 for very good reasons 2015 Hmm. 
is another one that's you know highly regarded as one of the most influential games of the that current that generation. And it's getting DLC now. Uh, has had DLC. Oh, it's getting more. It's getting and more. it's getting the first of its name. It's getting a remake, an open-world remake. Yeah, uh, first of- there's actually a next-gen or current-gen upgrade for, we're the, for this game coming out very soon as well. So we should tell people what the game is. We should. Nah, don't. Anyway, uh, 2016 is... <laughs> so The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which in itself, when it first came out... Well, we'll also say another one of the most influential games in open-world RPG fantasy setting. Uh, it took its leading man and made him a sex symbol without becoming creepy. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, in my opinion, I think Do you know so. how they did that? How so? Big muscles. And butts. Mm. Lots of butts. Uh, made you want to travel to the land just to play Gwent, a card game within the game. Do you know people have spent hours playing Gwent? Yeah, oh, more than hours, man. Like how have they, have they released hours. Gwent yet as yeah, a standalone Yeah, so game? I have the physical um, DLC packs, which came with Gwent. In it, like Gwent cards and everything. Tokens. So that's where I think Avatar: The Last Airbender really missed out. They really should have brought out physical version of Pasho. <laughs> they could, you could do way more with stuff like that. But um, so anyway, speaking of DLC content, this thing was like three hundred hour game if you wanted to completion it anyway. <sighs> and then every DLC pack that came out was like another sixty hours if you wanted to really go hard on them. Like they just made so much content for it. So and if you wanted it. to be in that. If you wanted to be in that uh, that world, you could just be. You could live in that world for so long. Uh, I'm just encouraging Anto to go to the bathtub scene. To the bathtub scene. Go to the bathtub scene. I'm the not bathtub going scene. to because what? there is there is Booba. But just get him sitting in the bathtub and then skip. Yeah, it'll <sighs> okay. be fine. We want to see the sexy happen? Witcher. There it is. There we are, hey, everyone. There he is. Look at his wings. <laughs> Didn't know there were eagles in this game. <laughs> Eagle. Look at that. Look at that. The wax. Look what at a that. sexy, creepy man. <laughs> He's got crabs. Now it's creepy. <laughs> now, now we can stop. <laughs> uh, Attackthedino.com so you can see the video footage uh, on all uh, podcast apps. Uh, but yeah, there's no, there's no uh, putting down The Witcher. Like, it was so influential. That when it, and it's hit, like, obviously written by... Um, well, came come from some books. Was Polish books, I think? It mm-hmm. was a Polish book series initially, yes. Yeah, now a TV series that was starring Henry Cavill has gone somewhere else with someone else now. Yeah, that won't last. Uh, uh, yeah, it's the less attractive, less Liam least successful Hemsworth? Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for um, reasons... I, know, I do know that Henry Cavill is really deeply obsessed. infatuated and obsessed with the game, so yep. I, I assume they were taking creative differences... Or things, and he didn't dig that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was game of the year for 2015. The map is huge as well. I remember when this came out, they were going on about how it was like two and a half times bigger than Red Dead, and that was something at its, you know, that was something impressive at its time. All right, 2016. I might shoot you over over to Anto as well for this one. Very quickly, because Overwatch came out. Um, and I don't okay. play multiplayer online games, but you know, Blizzard's hero shooter multiplayer gave us a variety. A very shorts roster. were amazing. Oh yeah, they they're the cool characters that had all their little backstories. Yeah, I liked Hanzo. But yeah, <laughs> go Anto. Um, there's was- not really a huge amount I can talk to as far as lore is concerned. I played a fair amount of this with friends, um, maybe back in 2017, 2018, I think it was. So I didn't play it at launch. Yep. Um, I got into it when it was cheap to get into <laughs> but it got real popular real quick it got very popular very quickly and it's because of how blizzard treat their characters and their backstory and all that sort of stuff mm, because not so much their the characters are really well fleshed out 
unfortunately there is the downside of overwatch being very adult content friendly um there's a lot of that <laughs> really that's an oxymoron <laughs> because the character designs are in a lot of cases um titillating definitely designed by men <laughs> do they do they cater to both do, do they cater to everyone though um i would argue no because okay. you don't have you know bouncing male booties and swinging dongs like you do with various parts of a female anatomy wow um which okay. is my opinion like if you're going to sexualize one you sexualize both yeah you should do both equally absolutely and equally as we just saw the bathtub scene people come on <laughs> um yeah. but Sorry. ultimately none of that takes away from the fact that the game is a fun multiplayer team-based shooter that is very fast-paced but also allows for a lot of variety and different gameplay styles based on the unique nature of each hero and Excellent. too bad you can't play this game anymore because all the servers are down and overwatch 2 is now running supreme 2017! There we go. 2017, <laughs> we have a game that no one gives a rat's butt about, so we'll just skip it. Okay, fine. Oh, sorry. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, go, we'll Ben. skip one of my favourite games of all time. Go, Ben. Uh, You're yeah, just go. mad because it Let beat Horizon. Horizon. Hang on. Let's let's take turns. Let's take a ticket. Let's uh, give people space to talk. Yes. Anto, what were you, were you rambling about? Floppy's just mad because it beat out Horizon. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's true. Um, poor Horizon. <laughs> poor, poor Horizon. Anyway, uh, I don't need to go on about it that much. Breath of the Wild was unanimously chosen as Game of the Year by all the uh, uh, yeah. uh, outlets. It took One it, of the very it, few times it happened. Took it out, didn't it? Yep, took it out across the board. Uh, beautiful game. Complete open world. Go anywhere. Uh, I do right. like to climb anything. Climb anything. Climb mm. anywhere. Do anything. Do it. Do anyone. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a different. So game. that was The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, we saw that before. Uh, brilliant game. Brilliant music. Brilliant everything. Uh, the sense of discovery I've not felt in a Zelda game since I played the very first one. Uh, which basically, I still argue this is a remake of the first Zelda, just in a third-person perspective, as opposed to the top-down isometric type games. Um. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> I think everyone sort of played this. Uh, I don't really yep. need to go on about it too much I other to I say... It. I should go back and finish it. Go back and finish it. I Be... did like three of the... I always want to call them memetic beasts. But yeah, great beasts. Yeah. <laughs> so what are they called? Uh, Lion beasts. Know. Ultra beasts. No, that's Pokemon. Um, anyway, uh, it, the final battle is a bit of a letdown, but whatever. Um, most most games such are. such a beautiful game. Yeah. I uh, can't wait for the second one. It's going to come out soon. Townsy <laughs> said they're called Zords. <laughs> uh, my uh, partner hates this game because oh. I play it so much. I literally put 300 hours into this game. Wow. Just exploring, and I still didn't see everything. You could do that in The Witcher. Yeah. Anyway, top game. Uh, 2018. Do, do, do. 2018 was a year that a hell of a lot of really good games came out, which this were, one... funnily enough, most of them owned by Sony and only came out on one platform. This one was a hard one to call as well. Do you I, know which game... I should save this for quiz on, my, quiz on your face. Do you know which game came out the same day as the original God of War in 2018 and was beating it in sales on the first day? I should know, but I don't remember. Anto, do you remember? No idea, because I didn't pay any attention to this when it came out. Labo. Really? Yep. I, oh, I They both know released that. on the same day and Labo outsold it in the first day. So God of War, this game beat out Horizon Zero Dawn, Spider-Man, oh. Red Dead 2... Horizon was 2017, my friend. Mm -hmm. Whoops, I put that in the wrong list. You did. It beat out Spider-Man, <laughs> Red Dead 2, and Smash Ultimate. This yeah. is the same year as Smash Ultimate, Spider-Man, and Red Dead 2, and this got Game of the Year. Yep. Uh, still one of the best-looking games. It is unequivocally beautiful. 
Like it is so good. And an attention to detail, like uh, like the little no camera cuts thing, which no one seemed to notice at first until someone noticed. Mm. Uh, the camera never cuts. It just is um, one continuously long shot, even between cutscenes and everything, which is amazing. It was very story-based as well, which is what I love about it because you know it seems to be my flavor, uh, heavily character-based narrative tales. Uh, but what I also liked was the clever way it was written and the way that they incorporated that into the game. I did have another point. Oh, yeah, the other point I wanted to make was uh, previous God of War, I hated. Hated the original God of War games. I, really? Uh, yeah, I called him Frat Boy Kratos. Uh, Kratos. He was uh, a young... He, yeah, I mean, he, he was. He was that a frat was... boy. He, he was all about uh, the simple pleasures in life. Whereas this game, he's he's old man dad Kratos. He's got his big old beard. He, he's got that muscly old uh, gym builder dad bod who's just gone real thick. That is not a dad bod. I can... Promise you, <laughs> he's a thick boy. As being a proud owner of a dad bod, instead of lean, look like that. lean and ripped like a frat boy and young twenty-year-olds are, he's bodybuilder. He, this is this is old chunky Kratos who, who's <laughs> got no time to mess around, but could still rip your face off. Yeah. So I I tried to play this game three times. Yeah, and got bored. Yep, because there is no character development. Oh, f- no! I, you heard it here. No, he, no, he starts out as grumpy. Old man who doesn't like his kid and progresses to grumpy old man who doesn't How can like you say his that kid a if little you less. haven't finished the game? Because I've played enough of it and watched the ending. He, he, oh, you are so wrong. But anyway, you're entitled to your wrong opinion, which is wrong. It was just, it was the same conversations over and over and over again in a boat with no change, no difference. No, that's ever. not it at all. And I, like, I put like 24 hours in. Yeah, no. Yeah, sorry. You, you, you. A couple of different times. You are against the grain there. I'm not going to get. I'm into allowed it. to be against the grain. I'm okay oh, with absolutely. being against the grain. Absolutely. Uh, I just think there were much better candidates for game of the year that year. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to throw out something that some people will disagree with, and some people might also go, "Oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense." <laughs> the first three God of War games, the ones on PlayStation Two, and I think three was PS3. Yes. Um, and there's some they... PSP ones in there. As, as far as games go, I think God of War 1, 2, and 3 are more similar gameplay style-wise to games like Ratchet & Clank than most people have realised. Yeah. Huh. yeah, no, I'd see that. No, I've never really thought about it. are but... like sort of semi-linear, platform-based, level combat games like Ratchet & Clank, Jack and & Daxter, etc. Um, and I think that's what made them interesting. To me, everything Floppy has described about this game, I agree with. And Have you finished it? I've not touched it. There you go. But the reason I haven't is because what I've seen of it gameplay-wise is just uninspiring and boring to me. Okay, but seeing and actually experiencing, two very different things. I'm just saying that... uh, (laughs) People who actually haven't played a game to completion can't sit there and go, oh, well, it's boring all the way through. It doesn't know on character development. Overall, this is one of the biggest character development games that came out that year as opposed to... Pretty, uh, I'm not disagreeing about the, the character development part of it 100%, but like, as far as the presentation, like this bit here, FF7 Remake got so much crap for corridors and loading and walking from point to point. Oh, that chapter 16 and 17. This game is doing the same thing right here. You're doing nothing but holding the stick forward, but this is universally praised and no one complains. Yeah, because what they're doing here is talking and developing a world, whereas Final Fantasy 17, they go, you like my sword? No, they... Ben, you've not played it. How do you know? Oh, see? Oh, oh, oh! 
I've not played a game and I'm ripping on it and I'm incorrect. Who would have thought? Who would have thought my point would have been fucking proven? I'm anyway, let's move on. on. I'm just saying it's uninteresting to me. All right. Uh, yeah, next no, one. I found it boring and I did put almost 60 hours into it all up over the three times that I tried. 2019. 2019, one that I haven't tried at all because generally, because of the developer. Not, they don't make games that I, I dig too much. But uh, is it Sekiro or Sekiro? Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. So it came out PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Stadia. Which is rumored to have a sequel announced at the Game Awards. Ooh. And not Bloodborne 2, which yes. is really annoying. Uh, received universal acclaim and was praised for taking the combat a bit further away from the usual From Software style. So not as punishingly hard. Uh, the use of the grappling hook to provide verticality was also a welcome addition. But yes, uh, I will agree. This the the sort of the the style and the the setting all that does intrigue me. But I'd really do steer away from from software games just because of the difficulty too hard. Too Don't have time. Hard. Don't have time to be hard. <laughs> Speaking of hard, <laughs> I didn't even mean that until you started laughing. Oh yeah, right. Twenty twenty, uh, uh, Last of Us Part Two. Came through. We probably should have... Everyone, I'm pretty sure, was going to guess that Last of Us Part 2, no matter when it was released, yep. was going to be Game of the Year. Yep. Uh, Best golf sim there is. So taking after the impact of its predecessor, The Last of Us Part 2 lived up to its hype and expectations with character twists that took people by surprise. Apparently, I haven't played it. Surprised it wasn't called Last of Us Part 4! Ben's making a joke to a golf club scene. Mm. <laughs> it. it does look brilliant, doesn't it? Join the club. Yeah, I'm shocked for Animal Crossing didn't win it over this. Mm. I think Animal Crossing, though, while it was it a fun game... It had a way bigger impact on... But because of the circumstances of that time. content. I, I think this is a better game. Animal Crossing was more of a, a, a right cultural, place, right time. A cultural need. Yeah, yeah. Something that we needed in order to get through those hard times. Which probably should give it a bit more oomph into Game yeah. of the Year, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I do feel that Game of the Year tends to get... This Rely next more one. On hype. This next one. Yes. I don't actually agree with, but anyway, continue. Oh, I really liked this one. Yeah. That this was in there. I stopped playing it because it just didn't do it for me. Is it because it was a um, because it didn't uh, hold a few things back, or you just didn't like it, the gameplay? No, it just didn't click with me. That's yeah, all. That's fair. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it takes two from twenty twenty one. As it came out on PS four and five and Xbox one and XS. X and oh, thank you, Microsoft. It came out in Xboxes. <laughs> uh, Xbox so like series. Hazel Light's first game, A Way Out. Uh, it has no single player option. Uh, an action adventure platformer that contains varying abilities over different levels uh, that you must play co op. Now, you can play couch co op or you can play online co op. And just like the first game of his, mm. um, when you purchase it, you get a free game code to give to someone so they play it with you. Yeah, yeah. So they actually enable you to be able to play it uh, and not do the money thing which they could have very easily mm. could have done the Pokemon yeah absolutely Pokemon sells 10 million how well because of me yes uh, like I, me. What the thing I really liked about this is the subject matter that it tackled and how it tackled it so there's a family unit mum and dad are separating uh, and young daughter to try and cope with this and and work her through her emotions takes these little toys that she made goes out of the shed and starts playing through scenarios and the parents are then transported into the bodies of the toys and have to work together through different levels to be able to understand how to better uh, work through a relationship coping yeah coping mechanisms yeah. Um, I really like it similar situations I've been involved in so I like that someone actually tackled that aspect 
I was surprised to find it on a Game of the Year list because mm. I didn't think it would have hit that mainstream, but it did go, like I didn't remember, it did go gangbusters when it came out. Um, I do like the abilities. You can get little uh, abilities in different areas where you can like rewind time or make multiple copies of yourself to be able to do other things that you have to work together. Um, but yeah, a very innovative perspective of a child in a situation that is uh, not unknown to a lot of people. Hmm. So happy that that made it in there for 2021. Excited to see what happens for 2022. And who knows what will happen in 2022? There's only one way to know, and that is to... Uh, Keep watching. Listen to the next episode. But we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast, where we bring you the past, present, and future of video games news, previews, and discussions. Do you have any idea how long it took me to get that byline down? No. We've been doing this for a better part of five years. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I think this has only come to me this year. I've been trying so hard to get something that was snazzy, but also got across what we were talking about. I don't know if it's worked. Let me know in the comments down below. Isn't that the same thing you've said all the time? No, I've only started this year. Believe it or not, it was always a different variation of that. Yeah, right. Didn't notice. <laughs> Whoops. Doesn't surprise me. Ah, but this isn't all we do. Floppy, what do you do? The voodoo that you do so well. So well. Uh, I jump over to Instagram at Floppy Plays Games and sometimes throw up some photos of some cool stuff I've picked up or played or whatnot. This is my collector's edition statue from Gotham Knights. So for those of you who listen to the very poor choice in podcasts that we put up on the weeks that we had off, mm-hmm. uh, would have heard us unboxing this. Uh, so good. Uh, so this is one of the best statues I've had out of a collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Also one of the priciest. Um, yeah, that, that's not a cheap bundle, is it? It's not, uh, even when you get it discounted. Um, but yeah, the quality of the statue is amazing. Uh, vinyl and resin and amazing texture and cool poses and characters based on Jim Lee's artwork, which is my favorite comic book artist. So thank you. Um, thanks, Jim Lee. Thanks, Jim Lee. From from Floppy. Yeah, no, he's you, watching. You done good. Oh, speaking of comic book artists. Yep. Oh, if you go back a picture, I can't remember if I put it on Instagram or you not. Did. Yeah, I went to Supernova and Jeff Loeb sold my uh, signed my copy of Batman. That's great. Six oh eight. He was such a lovely guy too. Like I just sat there and had a chat to him, and I was like, man, I just want to say thank you for writing one of the stories that I've enjoyed the most in comics. He was like, nah, man. Thank you for reading the damn shit. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have a gig <laughs> if it wasn't for that. Yeah, but he was like quite like just like he was very humble and very lovely. We had how, a how, was, how was the line? Uh, I got there at a time when the line was quite manageable. Right. Like, there was probably about five people in front of me. By the time I got to uh, the desk, there was probably eight people behind me. No, that's all right. But it was on that really stormy day. Yeah, where it blacks out. Yeah, yeah so and we were. That's the same day that my games room got flooded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was awesome. My best convention story and, with a oh, creator, drawn by Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah, uh, my my best. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna get it. Hang on. Oh, this is my copy of this is my copy of Turok, uh, of which I have most of the box, the manual, and and the cartridge. I one day we'll try and get the whole box, but yeah, I just love the Turok series. I'm like, just dinosaurs are cool, man. So I may have talking about talked about this on the show before but many many years ago when we were uh, as part of the wrestling that I'm a part of we were performing at one of the comms because they had wrestling there mm-hmm. uh, and this one was Armageddon it only came to Australia once and one of their guests was Dan Slott who you may know as the writer of Spider-Man for 10 years uh, exceptionally good writer uh, I, I really love and appreciate his writing and all his work. He's one of my uh, liter- literary, literary literary heroes. Yes. Anyway, I went up to them uh, and I said hello and just started talking. I had in my hands the very first issue of Spider-Man that he wrote 
And it That's was cool. because it was the first issue he did, it came out with a blank cover. So just uh, completely white, the title, and then completely wow. blank. So I took that up with him and I just said on a whim, oh, look, I know you're a writer and you don't draw, but because uh, there was no one around, I just said, any, any chance you could uh, just, just scribble, a, scribble a Spidey on there or something? He goes, I'll do one better. I can't see it. And he drew Spider Pig on there hey. for me. I can't see there you go. <laughs> can't see it's hanging up on my wall in my games room no I've seen I didn't know what you were showing I can't see it on there I so uh, yeah it's just spider pig there going <laughs> these is, aren't spider lines cool. I stink and it's signed by Dan Slott so that's that is, so good that's one of my favourite things that I have in my room anyway Andrew, you should what take do you it out do? so we can read it uh, I do stuff on Instagram every now and again uh, I haven't in a long while <laughs> do you have a it's been do you, do I think you have a big W up? price tag on there when did I put this up? Uh, this was five weeks ago. <laughs> wow. Um, not to get too uh, too real and bring my mood down, but I've been dealing with some mental stuff the last like couple of months, um, and I haven't really had the desire or drive to do anything outside of this. <laughs> Fair cool. Um, but uh, let me... Two seconds. I'm just going to Discord some stuff. Uh-oh. Um, anyone who may remember our excursion to the Toy Fair back in October... Yes. Uh, we'll remember that I Ooh, bought. I know where you're going. Some figurines. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Final Fantasy VII Advent Children figurines, which were very hard to find, and I got them for very cheap because one of them was broken, and I think the other person didn't know what they were selling. <laughs> it's well established they didn't know what they were selling. That's the same person I helped price all these Super Nintendo and uh, video games because he was going <laughs> to right. sell an $800 game for 50 bucks. Um, I think I may have pointed these out to Floppy when he was at my place a few days yeah, ago. Yeah, I've seen him. Um, I found two figurines from the same set as what I got from a toy fair, boxed, unopened, for $25 for both. Holy smokes! <laughs> Where did you find that? Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> wow! Well done! Um, I'm gonna, just very quickly, Yep. open up the assets page. Okay. Assets. Pow! So, that's uh, Aerith. That's the one I got from a toy oh, fair for like 10 bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Cloud, same set. Again, I think $10, $15. Really not too expensive. Um, one of the Shadow Beasts from Advent Children. I didn't get Red 13. Someone had already bought that one, Afrinix. Uh I got Bahamut Sin, which is the big beastie that Cloud fights in the movie. And these are the boxed <laughs> Reno and Yuffie figurines that I got. Reno which I took and Yuffie. Pictures of hastily before I left today. So how much I- are they worth to your knowledge? When I looked them up... After I got them home, um, Yuffie's harder to find for some reason. Um, she was going for anywhere from 80 to 160. And Reno was going for about 80 to 130, 140. I like nice. Reno. Having just played through Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1, I have a soft spot for Reno. No, I'm a big fan of him. Like the way he throws fireballs and does uh, those uppercuts. Like- Are you talking about Ryu? <laughs> yeah. Reno. Yeah. Tweet. Yeah, you know, the state. <laughs> Tweet. Reno, 9-11. Anyway, that's a good pickup. But yeah, that's well what done. I do. Um, I found those. I haven't put them on Instagram because I'm lazy. And again, aforementioned stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I also buy stuff. I've bought some stuff. Not a whole heap of stuff lately. You bought a lot of comics. I did. I had the opportunity to get the first Secret War, which is, of course, the very first appearance of Spider-Man's black, black costume. Because he's... Now... I read it a long time ago. Yep. 
His costume got destroyed and he got that from a machine in the Secret Wars on an alien planet, right? Correct. Yes. And okay. he thought it was just a just uh, a costume. That Turns he out thought it control it, he could mind control it. Yeah. Which he kind of can, but because it's an actual old whole alien. Yep, correct. Anyway, so that comic's worth about 300 bucks. And I got that amongst many other ones, including the second appearance, sorry, the first cameo appearance of Venom and the second appearance of Venom. Both of those comics go for about $150 each. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the entire Secret Wars run and some other I, ones as well. I had a bunch of those comics as a kid. Did you? Yeah. Mm, I need to find number 12. Number 12 wasn't included, but I got all the other ones. Uh, what else have I got there? Anything of interest? Uh, you picked up some great stuff the last few weeks. Really? What else have I got there? Uh, the Logitech keyboard for Wii? Oh, that's right. I got that for five bucks. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that was $5. Yeah. I already had a Japanese one, which I got for five bucks didn't, without it. Didn't you see that at some point in the last few years? Last year or so, and hang a bit of shit on it, thinking it was a repo or something? No, no. So that was the Japanese one I got, because it was called Logicool, but it was friend of the show, Verity. He mm. said, no, Logitech is called Logicool over in Japan. That's so right. That's weird. why I know. That's why it's... it's <laughs> this is an actual Australian one. It's still got the JB Hi-Fi sticker on it. Uh, it's Wii brand. It's a Wii controller. I really want the GameCube one, but that's really, really cool. It's a cool it's little peripheral. It's really insane to me that you spent $5 on this, and yeah. the JB Hi-Fi sticker had it retailing for 90 <laughs> And then, if you go to the next picture, I picked up these cool little pens for like a dollar each. There's a Wii pen and there's a DS. And the DS pen is actually really big. It's like this big. It does look massive. <laughs> it's a massive pen. Uh, it's a good time. But these are like stuff that's given out by reps and shit, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That and was... I just bought them for like a buck. This one was to promote the DSi XL, which also came with a giant stylus, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I also got River City Girls CD. That's um, cool. That was the soundtrack that came with the limited run game. And I also got a DS, I think. Yeah, that was, uh, so, <laughs> what? I was messaging uh, Game Boy Dad, friend of the show, and he goes, oh, what did you get? And it was the DS, it was that CD, and it was the pens and, and the keyboard. And I said, oh, I paid 47 bucks for all this. And he goes, what? The DS says 50 bucks alone. I said, you got to know how to haggle, my friend. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything else on there that I got recently, if you scroll down a bit, can bit Anto. No, it's just Whoop. random. Uh, oh, 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 this was a pickup. Now, I did pay a lot of money, but can anyone guess why I got this game? I mean, I know why, but I can also see it on screen. Yeah. It's because it came with Pac-Man Versus. Correct. Didn't even realize Pac-Man Versus was released in power. Really? But if you, go, you click over to the so next it image... it came with a bonus disc in it? A bonus disc in it. There it is there. I opened it up. It has the instruction manual and it has that disc. Um... Amazing. If you've never played Pac-Man Versus, it's a GameCube game where you plug in either four controllers or four Game Boy Advances. Oh, and do some people play the Ghosts? Yeah, so three people play yeah. Ghosts and you play Pac-Man. And it's like split four screen and you go around trying to capture him. Uh, really cool game, really fun game. So I got that for... I mean, what I paid for it. a weird game for it to get bundled in with. Yeah, it was just a Namco game. So they just bundled it all up. Strange. Uh, and I think that's about it. I think we should go head on over to Bad Game Arts, mate. Oh, yeah, I've got that baby. And I've got the sequel coming as well. Uh, bad Game Arts, which is where I look at all the bad game art from all the bad video game magazines. And, oh. uh, <laughs> that worm blows a spark. <laughs> yeah. Those lucky electricians. Um, <laughs> I, no comment. <laughs> Just all the bad game art from bad game covers, bad game magazines. Anywhere you find bad game art from the early 90s and uh, 2000s, I find it for you. you click over again. Uh, for us there, Anto, and we've got uh, whatever this is. It looks like a, uh, a, a tarot card. Good old, yeah, Pi, pi Mania. So, 
whatever that is. Was it an adventure quest? Uh, three point one four, whatever, something or other. And next one we got there, uh, we have ah oh, yes, Mega Man. Uh, what's that? Mega Man Four. Mega Man Four, indeed. So what, what's he doing to his dog there? He's Mega Man forcing himself onto Rush. It, he's oh, showing his oh, Mega oh, Man oh. Four skin. And old mate behind him is about to turn into a road train. Yeah. <laughs> so, because he's a, a robot, he's very good at being a double adapter. <laughs> Male and female ports. <laughs> hey. Oh, dear. I'm going across the next one. Do you reckon they'll port it? Uh, they'll do, oh, Robotron. This was the most uninventive um, cover of a game I've ever seen. Robotron. 2084. Just a robot. Nice abs. Uh, weird hand. Strange face. Strange lack of any kind of If you saw graphics. that on the shelf, would you go, oh, yeah, that's a game I want to play? The whole no. idea of having like these really cool game, video game cases is to get people that to play. That looks like the cover of an old operating system. Uh, Michael Towns in the chat has just said the artist drew a huge robo-dong and they had to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, look at this thing behind me on the, on the green screen. It makes me look at my, my shadow. <laughs> uh, and lastly I think Anto if we go over the last one oh yes <laughs> this is why you should never have your game characters not have pants on this is why your games room got flooded <laughs> that that's that's a is that yeah that's toe jam not a toe jam I'm looking at the big front area oh yeah that that's a vagina <laughs> <laughs> Electronic Arts! <laughs> oh my gosh! So head on over to Bad Game Arts on Instagram. Oh, say, it's also done by Bullfrog. <laughs> <laughs> bad Game Arts on Instagram. Where, oh, uh, we've, all the bad we've missed this goal. Oh, Willow. Yeah, who could forget that? I love Willow. Willow's a great movie. You know, see I, oh, have you, did you ever read the book? No. Yep. I've watched the first two episodes of the, of the miniseries. It's great. Do they look like that? A little bit. <laughs> anyway, Bad Game Arts on Instagram. You can, of course, head on over to hackthedino.com and find all of our uh, contact and Instagram details there. Or, while you're there, you can simply click on the Game of the Year Awards right up the top there and fill out... It takes a minute, minute and a half to fill out all your choices for Game of the Year. We'll be uh, going into that next episode. So that is the 16th, the 16th of December. You have until to go to hackthedino.com, press the Vote Now button on the 2022 Video Game Awards. This will pop up, and you simply have to click your option that you think is the most game with the most graphics, Game of the Year, Best Dino Host. Put in whatever you like. It's all a fun time. Uh, everything is very, very close at the moment, so if you could all go and do that now so we can have a clear, defined winner. Otherwise, I'll just make it up on the night. Uh, while you're there, please subscribe, share, tell friends, do all the stuff that you're supposed to do, uh, and and we will be your best friends. And uh, part of best friends, uh, they they do this for everyone. Floppy, what what do best friends do? Oh, oh sorry. Yep. Not my answer. You for your best friends, you do a little dance. You make a little love. You pretty much get down tonight. No, we should have stopped it at you deep throating. You support us on Patreon is what you do. Oh, that too. Dear Patreon people, we keep forgetting about you. I'm sorry, but thank you. Here's a list of people who we like. Uh, 
Floppy? <laughs> uh, you've got the list because my thing's gone ah, Yeah, that's right. Okay, so uh, thank you to Ash Knight, thank you to Karen Knight, thank you to Dylan the Villain, Triple Indie, Mike Towns, and Game Boy Dad. Game and Boy Dad. If you would like to have your name forgotten after you give us grotesque, <laughs> grotesque amounts of money, amounts of cash. Uh, that helps us buy cords that have got damaged in the flood, head on over to hackthedino.com, click the Patreon button, and you too can support us, and I can get taxed out of my wazoo. Good times for all. I've seen his wazoo, and there's a lot of tax coming out of it. It's like that green guy. With the, the 